Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast about children's development from the Center for Inclusive Childcare. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast from the Center for Inclusive Childcare. I'm Priscilla Weigel, the Executive Director, and I am here today with Heather Stilwell, who is the Strategic Initiatives Lead for the Southeastern Minnesota Center for Independent Living, otherwise known as SEMSIL. And I'm so excited to have you here with us today, Heather. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here as well. Great. We're going to talk about all the amazing services that your organization can provide. And I think, you know, it'd be nice to just kind of hear a little bit of background of how you ended up doing what you're doing, because I think that the story behind your connection really led you to the work, I'm guessing. And so um, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about that? You're right. My um, story did lead me to the work I'm doing. I've been working in human services for about 30 years um, in different capacities, um, and 22 years ago, I became the parent of a child with disabilities. And during that process, as someone who has worked in human services, I realized how much work and research and advocacy I had to do to get the services and supports my child needed. Mm -hmm. So um, I really just wanted to make it easier for other people, and I looked for opportunities to do that professionally. Um, about eight and a half years ago, I ended up at SEMSIL uh, working with Disability Hub MN. And okay. a couple years ago, um, we did some strategic planning at our organization and realized that um, we'd kind of fallen away from the systems advocacy piece of Centers for Independent Living. And so I was a, I transferred into this position um, where we are working on building relationships and connections and um, making bigger changes to make it easier for people with disabilities to get the services and supports they need and to be included in the community. Oh, that's fantastic. And when we met to talk about this podcast, there was so much that I didn't even know about Centers for Independent Living. So can you tell a little background about that for folks who are listening who don't really know that there are, you know, different ones around so and what they can provide? Absolutely. Centers for Independent Living are one of the biggest um, well-kept secrets in Minnesota. <laughs> um, Centers for Independent Living came out of the disability rights movements in the 1970s and 80s. Um, if anyone has seen the movie Crip Camp on Netflix, that is a bit of the history of the disability rights movement, um, where Centers for Independent Living came from. Um, one of the things that is really unique about Centers for Independent Living is that more than 51% um, of our board members, our leadership, and our staff all identify as having a disability. And we define disability a little bit different than other organizations. You don't need to have um, a disability um, determination from any organization. You just have to self-identify as having a chronic health condition or a disability to get our services. Okay. That's pretty spectacular. It is a really unique organization. I'm really proud to be a part of it. That's great because having those folks on your board and staff and, you know, really help keeps you informed to 
what individuals are coming up against as far as frustrations or lack of resources and tools, kind of how you came to it as a parent of a child with a disability. Yes, it's it's a um, completely different perspective to have, and it really allows um, the people most impacted to lead the work. Yeah, that's fabulous. That's fabulous. So, um, because there's, there's a term also that um, we're hearing a lot more about lately, but it's the term ableism. And can you tell us a little bit more about that and how that intersects with the work that you do? Yes, absolutely. Um, so ableism is really about how people's lives are valued. And we believe that everybody li- everybody's lives matter just because they exist. It doesn't have to do with what you can produce or what you can do or what you can't do. It ha- it's just the matter that you exist. Um, and so ableism just really um, exists in a lot of systems in our society because mm-hmm. we're a capitalist society and a lot of value is is put on what you're able to produce. Yes, definitely. And so when you think about the the work that you're all doing for the Center for Centers for Independent Living, um, can you tell us about, you know, I think you had mentioned when we talked earlier that there are that Minnesota has eight. That's right. Um, Minnesota has eight centers for independent living and they cover every county in Minnesota. Um, and that's pretty unique to Minnesota. Every state does have centers for independent living, um, but Minnesota does have complete coverage for everyone in the state. That is a wonderful thing. And I'm guessing that a lot of our listeners did not know that because I certainly didn't know it when we first met and talked talked about this. So when you think about what, when you, you know, are trying to kind of encapsulize all that you do when you're talking about it to others, I know you talked about some of the core services that you provide. Can you go into those a little bit for us, Heather? Sure. Um, All Centers for Independent Living provide five core services, and they're free of charge to anyone who identifies as having a disability. Um, They include information and referral, so helping people find resources in their community that can help them. Um, We provide peer support, so we um, have support groups and different activities to bring peers together and people who have similar experiences are able to share that and support each other. Um, We do some independent living training so we can do things like um, help with um, cooking classes or um, Mm -hmm. driver's permit tests. Um, We have a really good program at SEMSIL and I know other centers for independent living have them as well, but we um, partner with the Department of Motor Vehicles so that they come out to our Um, location so that people can get accommodations to take the test if that's maybe like someone reading the test to them but it's Mm -hmm. in a little bit um, less stressful environment for for our participants Um, we do advocacy and that includes individual advocacy so we can help people through processes like um, if they need to get a waiver to get services for their children or if they're applying for medicaid um, or Minnesota it's medical assistance, um, or it can be an IEP support. It can be um, just you know any kind of support that someone needs to meet a goal that they have, and we're willing to um, help them do that in the way they want to get there. Um, we also have transition services, so we meet a lot of people um, in in their um, late high school, early adult years when they're transitioning from high school 
to adulthood and we provide services um, through for a lot of people through that transition. But we also help people in nursing homes or other facilities who want to live in the community make that transi- transition to living in the community. Hmm. Uh, and with our advocacy, we, um, as I mentioned, we also have started doing systems advocacy work. Um, so we are bringing people together who have common goals and trying to help them um, influence local leaders and state leaders to make the changes that are necessary. Oh, that's so amazing. And what a wonderful support system. And because you're really all the things you're listing in those five core things, it's pretty much everything in your life that you would need to really be successful, to be able to thrive in your community, to be able to feel confident and competent and find a job, get to your job, all those really. And the peer support, too, is really, I'm sure, highly valued by your participants. Yeah, we've, we've had some really great support. During COVID, we had um, a really good program with helping people um, online with gaming and helping people to connect through that that medium as well. It was um, kind of unique when everyone was kind of struggling on how to connect with other people. So yeah, we, yeah. we try to be innovative in our approaches. That's fantastic. That's wonderful. So when you think of two, there's, I mean, there's other components to what the work, the work that you'd provide besides those core five core things. Um, can you go into a little bit more detail about a couple of the other things, maybe three or four things that really are helpful? Yeah. So um, we have some other services provided by SEMSIL that are um, normally paid for by waivers or they can be paid private pay. Um, one of our big programs is assistive technology, and we have an assistive technology lab at our offices in Rochester um, where people can try equipment before they buy it. Um, we can we work with the Minnesota Star program, and we're able to get equipment lent to us so that we can let people try do a trial before they buy just to make sure that they're getting the equipment that they need. Um, and we can also help find funding resources for people um, if they need to apply for a waiver, um, those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a community access program, and we have um, some people who are trained in, they're trained experts in accessibility, so they can go into people's homes and give them recommendations and help them get bids for any um, modifications they may need to do to their homes. Um and they can also do ramps for homes. They do a lot of work with ramps to make homes and businesses accessible. Accessible. That's fantastic. Um, we we also, with information referral, we house um, part of the Disability Hub MN out of SEMSEL. Um, and that's a state, free statewide telephone-based resource for people Um, with disabilities and they have information about benefits and resources that are available in Minnesota. And Mm -hmm. our really exciting new change is that we have just opened Boundless, which is um, the Midwest's largest year-round indoor play space for everybody and um, every age person. Mm -hmm. So we're really excited about that. Um, There's a lot of going on there where there's playground equipment, there's a full-size basketball and volleyball court, there's a turf area, there's um, games available like cornhole or yard games, there's quiet spaces for reading and games and chatting with friends, 
Um, there's sensory play components to it. There's party rooms and gathering rooms, and there's a play space that has um, completely accessible equipment on it. Mm, I know when you were telling me about that, I just, I'm looking forward to a time when I can come down and check it out because it sounds ideal. And I know that there's a lot of buzz about it all over the state because, you know, hopefully that type of a setting and that type of an opportunity for play spaces indoor that is accessible will be more um, prevalent throughout the state. And you guys are really setting the standards. So that's exciting. Congratulations. Well, thank you. We're really excited about it. And as a parent, I just think about um, one, it's a great opportunity. It would have been a great opportunity when my son was little to have some place to bring him, especially in the winter when there's less places in Minnesota to yeah. go and burn off some energy. Yes. Um, but it also gives them the opportunity to play side by side with children without disabilities. So it's, yes. it's a really inclusive environment. And I think that is really important. Very true. Very true. Oh my goodness. I'm, I, it sounds ideal and fabulous. And, and um, that's, and when did, and it just opened recently, didn't it? It opened at the beginning of November. Okay. Um, and so you can um, make your reservation to go there online at boundlessmn.org. Okay. Thank you for that information. So people could even make a little day trip out of it if they're in the Twin Cities to go check it out too, if they make an appointment ahead of time to Absolutely. It might be a, a nice little trip for the day. Yeah, that's perfect. So as you think about other things that really stand out when you hear from families and other participants, what are some of the services? I mean, I've, I know that one thing that you highlighted to me is one size does not fit all. So, you know, can you talk a little bit about someone who's calling and the type of support that they would get that would create that unique perspective piece? Sure. Um, yeah. So what's really important is making sure that our services are led by the people who are receiving the services. So we help um, identify what their goals are and help them figure out what it is that they want to do and not um, try to fit them into a box of what mm -hmm. others think they should do. Um, so we can customize how we do our services to meet the needs of the individual. Um, and like I said before, our, our services are provided by people with lived experience with disability. So they bring that perspective to the work as well. So they really focus on, on what people are able to do and not focus on deficits and needs mm -hmm. when they determine the services that people need. It's just really what they want and what they need and what they're, what they're looking to accomplish. And so great. And, you know, I'm thinking that the other um, ones available in Minnesota would be doing the same thing, which is unique to each area of the state because of the lived experience of those who are supporting the participants or those seeking supports. They know the community, they know what's out there. And so they can direct. It's just um, a quicker way to access support, I would think, than just going about it all by yourself. I agree completely. It's just really, <laughs> it's really a lot more helpful to have that support. But like you said, getting supports in the metro area is very different than getting support in greater Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And so having those people who live in that area and are experienced with the resources and, and know how to use them and how to speak the language of each organization um, is really, really a great um, benefit to have. 
Yeah. And especially too, as I'm thinking, you know, you mentioned this about the transition to adulthood and that whole piece, which I think is something, you know, we serve mostly young children because our work is in childcare. But when we talk, talk with families who are anticipating their child's full life spectrum of needs, you really can help them think ahead with what needs to be in place. And even if they haven't thought ahead, I'm guessing that you would be willing to step in wherever needed along that pathway. Oh, absolutely. Um, we're, we take the independent living philosophy that really looks um, at empowering people and including people in the community. And I believe that should really start when children are young. I think about my son um, and his experience through school. And when he was younger, they never asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? And mm-hmm. I think I think that's, you know, a really great start at looking at what you need for your education and what your career goals are and what your transition to adulthood will look like. And yeah. so I think the earlier you get involved and kind of learn more about the independent living philosophy, the more empowerment you're able to provide to your children and teach them their own advocacy skills. Oh, that's so true. I love that because I do think that self-advocacy can be really challenging for any of us, but then when you feel like you're in a community or in a system of, um, as you were saying, where there's this view that ableism is, you know, the focus and it's what you can do and what you can produce, a lot of folks feel like they're alone. And so I'm so grateful for the time today, Heather, to hear about your amazing organization, to hear that they're all over the state, that Minnesota is uniquely set up to support individuals. And I love the reminder about the Disability Hub. Um, I do think that there are, we get calls from families who are just beginning on that path that you're describing and they don't know where to go. And so having this information on our website and for all of us on our team to be able to send people your way and also for people to listen and learn more about it. I just appreciate you taking the time today to join us for our podcast. I'm really happy to be here and be able to share some information. And I look forward to any future work we can do together. Thank you, Heather. I'm sure there will be opportunities. And everyone check out um, the, what is it called? Boundless, the new play space. Boundless. And can you say the, the um, registration um, appointment website again? Um, yep, it's boundlessmn.org. So B O U N as a Nancy, D L E S S M N dot O R G. Perfect. Well, there's so many things that people can check out, and I'm grateful to having you here, Heather. For any other information that you want about other resources and services in the state of Minnesota and beyond, actually, you can go to our website, inclusivechildcare.org. Thank you, Heather, for being with us, and I look forward to further partnership with you and your organization. Thanks for listening. For more resources, visit us at inclusivechildcare.org.